All right, everybody, it's Marco here with Tonecast number 95. I'm getting super close to 100 now. Brian, how are you today? Man, I'm good. I'm actually doing really good this morning. Um, just got some tea here, ready to talk about some cool guitar topics. Um, yeah, Christmas is coming in a yeah. couple of days here as of recording of this podcast. It probably will come out after Christmas. So. Ooh. Merry post Christmas! If uh, you hope, maybe many of you got Porter pickups for Christmas gifts, or you got some Christmas money, um, give us a call. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we'll may, help you out. May all the uh, other gifts that you know, all the socks and other stuff that you needed, may may that have you know ended up in your box too. So yes, know. but uh, it's going to be a good show today. We're talking a lot about um, just a, a you know a thing about pickups that I think we all. Uh, are used to interfacing with, and usually it's kind of the 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 measure or the earmark that everybody kind of looks and and you know compares pickups on. But you know, uh, it's something that is the DC resistance of of a pickup, and that's just a hot topic that uh, I think is well worth its own episode of the Tone Cast. So yes, I like how you said hot topic because that's yes. kind of that was a unintended like kind of a pun, pun there. yeah but but we are going to address that uh that coming up i'm i'm excited about that but let's talk about kind of what we're what we're working on this week in the shop yeah and so uh there's been a lot of cool stuff that we've been building there's been some kind of variations of our uh custom shop gold foil we did a uh, a silver foil so that's kind of the other end of that spectrum and we did a different kind of top kind of more akin to your, you know, accurate, you know, vintage era reproduction. Not, (laughs) you know, it just looks more like it is what I'm trying to say. I was trying to use a $15 word, but that's just what, uh, you know, what what was a cool thing that we, uh, that we did silver foil. Go ahead and check that out. There's probably some pictures that got posted or you might see them in one of Josh Williams guitars build. He had a bunch of cool sets go out this week too. Yeah, and it's interesting because that was kind of the the example we talked about when we were mentioning the gold foils was we can do customized tops. We can do different materials underneath, just kind of creating your own version of the gold foil. So if you have ideas and you want to create your own version of the gold foil, um, feel free to shoot us an email at porterpickups.com. Uh, for me, I was working on a lot of emails this week, <laughs> but good emails, um, good conversations with some prospective guitar companies and things like that that we're going to be working with. So I'm excited to kind of let everyone know more about those as as it comes along. Also, just kind of working on this um, open top WRH set, so our wide range humbucker. We had a client who wanted a plastic white a white plastic top, basically pickguard material. And so with our WRH, we had to thin that down. We cut it upside down and surfaced it on the CNC, created a thin top piece to to put on that. We just posted it on Instagram. So if you check out our Instagram.com backslash Porter Pickups, you can find that and the gold foil pictures that we just did. So you'll be able to see those. They may be, by the time this episode publishes, they may be back a few photos, but um, check them out. Yeah, it's all on there. More... Uh more fun pickup visuals and just seeing some of the cool custom stuff that we can do and maybe it'll get the idea rolling for you and you're like, yeah, that's what would really set my guitar off. And uh, I guess diving deeper into the pickup is mm-hmm. the uh, the DC resistance is a rating that we're all very familiar with and we know that our strap pickups usually are around 6K and you normally our uh, 
humbuckers are around like 8K. And that's kind of, to me, that is, you know, because for whatever reason, that is just the way that they were wound. And after, I don't know how much thought went into it, but Leo Fender and whoever was winding at Gibson were like, yep, this is right. This works. Yeah. That 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 looks full. Yeah, put it. You know, keep winding another coil, and that just is kind of the benchmark. And everybody is like, "Well, is it around like six k?" And you know, for a strap pickup, it needs to have six k to get that that Stevie Ray Vaughan tone or right. you know, insert <laughs> name of whatever guitar yeah. hero. So it's something that I think is once you learn about that is what you use to start getting into. You know, oh, that's what makes this pickup different than that pickup, and why I maybe prefer this guitar over that guitar. But it really, you know, it does give you a metric to compare, but it is only one side of the story. You yeah. know, it doesn't quite give you the whole story. And so, I mean, I guess, what are your experiences with pickup hotness or DC resistance? <laughs> that's what we're talking about. When someone says, oh, that pickup is really hot, it just means that there's a lot of wire on there. And there's either a really thin gauge or something so that it is just resisting the the current flow as yeah. you're, you know, as it's plugged into the circuit. And um so a higher one that resists more will push your amp more, push the front end, make mm-hmm. your tubes work a little bit harder, kind of a thing. Yeah. And I think I think this is a topic where uh you're kind of fighting perception a lot of times in, in many of our pickup choices and wines, we're fighting kind of a I don't want to just say internet legends, but a lot of times we, you know, we even had a couple episodes way back when about pickup myths and things that you hear and and they they're assumed to affect things. As, you know, they're they're assumed to affect the end result of a pickup in a certain way, and that's not always the case. And kind of that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is just we have. Uh, we'll start with a few examples of some of our pickups and where they read and actually what that that ends up resulting in. Mm-hmm. And then we'll dive into kind of uh, some of the other elements that contribute to the actual sound of the pickup. And, and even the what people mostly t- determine is, is the output is actually, there's more elements to it as far as like the actual strength of the pickup or this a pickup that reads this much is not necessarily a metal pickup. So I'll bring up a couple examples as we talked about in the show intro, the gold foils, those... Those read 10, 11 K ish, I mm-hmm. think, in that range. Yeah, especially in the bridge. And yeah. I wouldn't consider them hot pickups by any means. So we use a 44 gauge wire, which typically 42 is our most common wire. So 44 wound with the same amount of turns as a normal humbucker coil actually results in a smaller coil, but a higher resistance reading. Mm-hmm. So them reading 11 K is like, whoa, that's really hot. They're actually not hot pickups. Mm-hmm. Because the wire gauge is smaller, the co- the physical size of the coil itself is smaller, and so what you're getting is like this confusing. If you just read the resistance numbers, people would be like, "Nope, too hot for me. I got to have 8K." Mm-hmm. But they're actually cleaner sounding than an 8K humbucker. Yeah. So that that's that's where we have this experience of like going through all these experiments and wines and seeing, yeah, there's other stuff going on, right? Oh, definitely. And even just physically how far your pickup is away from the strings. like, And with the gold foils, that's the interesting example. Those of you that have ordered them, you'll notice that while there's no pull pieces that you can see on the top, there is in fact pull pieces that you can see through the bottom. And because of all the topper material, they end up kind of being backed up from 
where they would normally be. Right. And, and I think that, you know, varies the tone slightly. And, you know, you can get the pickup really close to the string, but the pull piece is still going to just be as far away as it is going to be inherently. So yeah, that is going to impact the tone. And that yields it a different kind of snap that I think you won't find in a regular humbucker. So, yeah. and you could start splitting hairs, but I think, you know, like the pickup cover <laughs> impacts it and, you know, I'm not sure why Jimmy Page is, you know, why he took the cover off of his bridge pickup, but that seems to, he he did that and it did something enough to where he kept it off, right? Yeah. Or whatever, maybe just to, to you know, wig us out or something. <laughs> but, you know, there's just so many things that can impact the uh, the function of a pickup and, you know, that's just one one rating is so so small and yeah. can kind of be insignificant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a big big change is just the gauge of, gauge of wire and we'll resist more and kind of just start tickling a different frequency band is essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, th- I think about like our telly and you know kind of one example before we get into the weeds of like the other elements, but I think of our our telly pickups. So the the bridge pickups are a forty two gauge wire. Mm-hmm. And usually about eight thousand turns on average. Yeah. And then neck pickups are a forty-three gauge wire, usually like seven thousand, a little over seven thousand mm-hmm. turns. But what happens in the reading is that the necks read seven point two or seven point three. The bridges are six point five, six point six. So people will get those sets. Actually, customers will get those sets and email us and like, what? Why is my neck pickup so much hotter? Mm-hmm. And it's that's really another example of of how that doesn't tell you the whole story. Yeah. It's literally just trying, we're trying to achieve a frequency range, like you mentioned, kind of, it's more of the EQ. So I want to dive into a th- like three main elements, I think, that, that affect, and a couple, a couple like side elements, I guess, but three elements that kind of affect the sound of the pickup more than just that, that reading. Uh, one of it is magnet strength and type of magnet. So like we mentioned the gold foils, they have a ceramic magnet which is a powerful magnet. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful magnet. So that brings up that brings up the magnetic field strength that um, that boosts the output in because of the magnet. So mm-hmm. that the gold foils kind of get the they have the thinner coil, but the magnet brings the strength back to the pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still EQ'd as clean, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's that's one element. The others is inductance and or Henry's, and we'll. We'll dive into that more, but that that actually deals with the power, like the physical power of the pickup. So, in uh, if you have a meter that does Henry's on a pickup, you can see different ranges of numbers. Um, we're going to dive into the specifics of that, but but something like a Strat pickup may be three point something, and then a P ninety would be five point something or six point something on the Henry's, and that and that tells you obviously two. To our ears, we know a, P, a P90 is more powerful than a Strat pickup, but that shows you kind of how much more powerful it is and how much stronger it is. Um, and the other thing is just the wire gauge. We talked about different wire gauges affect that, and then the number of turns, right? The how much we stuff on those coils is also related to that Henry's number as well. But those are all elements that kind of uh, contribute. I mean, has that been your experience as we kind of prototype pickups and? And all that, yeah. Those are like the big three, you know. And that you've you've kind of essentially you're like balancing a platter, and those are the three like spinning <laughs> weights, ball bearings, yeah. or whatever that are that you're trying to kind of balance to 
you know, make the sound that you're trying to get. And so, you know, usually when we're prototyping, where we start is kind of with a magnet or we take some turns off an existing pickup, you know, and say, like, well, let's start there and kind of start sketching out variations of to hit what we're trying to hit. And uh, and then that was just an interesting point that you brought up about the uh, the tele set because yeah you know the thinner gauge wire people would think oh, maybe that's going to be a hotter pickup but normally people think that the tele neck pickup is a little muffled or something mm-hmm. and so right. you know so you can do a lot of different things do, doing that and then even just different dimensions of the coil different things like that physically will will change a lot there but you know typically where we start is the magnet and I think. You can have the same coil and swap the magnet, and you'll really be surprised at the the differences in you know maybe like the EQ and just almost like the the response of the pickup. It's almost like the like the fuel almost or something, and and then the coil itself is like the the engine, you know. And mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm maybe not the best <laughs> example, but well, I'm just a well, I'm just contrib- a pickup guy. All those contribute to that, and I think that's what we're ultimately trying to get at is that when we get someone that, that emails us and I want a 9.35 humbucker and or they say, you know, our smooth classic is generally like a lower wind humbucker. So it's not really low wind, but it's 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 on the it's on the lower number scale on the resistance when they're like, oh I can't, you know, I can't go over eight K with my bridge humbucker. It's just gonna be too much this, too, too much that. Yeah. And I and I'm looking at it from a pickup perspective i'm like well 8k equals this many turns in my, you know in my head i'm going backwards right like this many turns and and if we added this many more turns you actually would get the low end back into your pickup that mm-hmm. you've been asking me for mm-hmm. so you don't actually want 8k you probably want 9.5 yeah. or or something in the and and equating that number with an exact tone is always impossible because there's different guitars but a good example would be like our anthem plus so we made our Anthem Plus, which is just kind of a an extension of the Anthem pickups, but it's it's got more turns. So it beefs up the bridge pickup. It balances a little bit more. We use an A4 magnet instead of an A5. So that kind of kind of gives us a little bit more warmth, a little bit more. It's it's kind of uh, not as aggressive or not as mm-hmm. as high end as an A5 would be. So that combination with the number of turns. Is the pickup that the Anthem Plus became, and it was not. We, we didn't need to replace the Anthem, but we said we can do a different version for those people who actually are asking us for. They want a PAF, but they actually want like a a hotter PAF. Yeah, Some, um, something with more body and yeah. more more mid range, more <laughs> yeah. more thickener, I guess. Yeah. So, and, and a good example to me even would be you. How you have. Uh, you have become somewhat of a telly guy, mm-hmm. but you're not playing chicken picking country blues all the time. You're actually doing a lot of gain and distortion, but you're playing a telly set that is not a hot output, as many would call it. So maybe talk about why that works for you and, and maybe in your experience how that sort of shifted your mindset from, well, I need a you know 19K EMG and now I can do this with my Tele bridge pickup, mm-hmm. and it really has been a, a full circle kind of journey. Um, because as a metal guy, you just always you see your heroes playing humbuckers, and you're like, "Well, that's just what I need." And then after you get into that world, you're like, "Okay, EMGs, that's just what I need." And 
you know, there's a place in this world for EMGs. They're super consistent. And every guitar that I've played with them, I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like what I remember EMG sounding like. And, you know, even up until recently, I, the, my seven string still had EMGs. And, and so it, it, that was just the sound and you just have to do that. But in getting into this pickup whining world and getting bitten by this bug and now being obsessed with all things coil and magnets, um, <laughs> Yeah, just having now the means to start finally EQing my sound and like, well, why would I buy somebody's pickup when I can sit there and tinker with the variables and like, do I like this better or do I like that better? Or, you know, like at the eye doctor or whatever. But with my first hand-wound set, I knew that I wanted, and it's weird, I made the set without even having the telly yet. I was like, I had extra time at at the Roberta Van class that I took and... They're like, well, if you want to, if you have extra time, because I already, you know, I already knew how to build pickups from being here and I uh, had extra time. And so I just popped together a telly set and I was like, well, that's something common that maybe I can like sell this or something. Somebody will need a telly set. And then I ended up getting the guitar and I was like, oh yeah, I have a set of pickups in there. But I knew that I wanted to overwind them. That's something that, that you hear around, around here or on the internet forums is, you know, and that's just like. So you have your spec of 8,000 turns, and so let's throw 9,000 on there mm-hmm. or something. And so that's what that means, or you know, that's just how when you say, oh, let's throw some more turns on there, that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, that's, and, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and, um, and so they ended up being, and funnily enough, they both ended up matching both my neck and bridge at, at 8.2K, and so mm-hmm. that's also another thing that... Uh, it is will come into play too, especially when you're running both pickups at the same time. Is what when they're working together, you know, that'll that'll impact the tone and their their readings and stuff like that. But so at 8K, that's not necessarily hot. That's kind of what you would expect out of a humbucker or like a beefier, you know, Telly Bridge pickup. Um, even still, you know, some Esquires you hear of being like 10K. And yeah. so to me that says, oh, that's probably 43 gauge wire. Right. <laughs> but uh, but at 8K, I'm like, oh, that's 42 gauge wire. And so even then you can start to see the the correlation or the ratio of jumping back and forth. But I don't feel like I lose anything mm. with that single coil. And especially with the high powered rigs of of the modern age, you can add all the gain and you can sculpt this frequency band that you want to poke out. But what I love out of that single coil is that like response. There's mm-hmm. like some, it just snaps right back at you. Like, yep, it almost like jumps right off that string and something that, cause there's just more wire and there's that whole, you know, it has to link together in a humbucker. There's, you just lose something there or that's, what is that boominess that slams the front end of the amp that people don't <laughs> like? It's like, oh, it's been the humbucker this whole time, you know? Yeah. and. I have heard some lower wind humbuckers that have a lot more snap, but there's just something about the single coil and <laughs> it's just so, it just cuts, you know, and you yeah. can always take it off, but you can't like add it out of nowhere. So, yeah. And it's starting with that, starting with that r- reference of EQ and saying, if I'm in this range, that should mean this kind of tone palette to work with and, and starting with something that's cleaner and, lower wind can help in those cases, like you said. So you're not, if it gets too muddy, that's not coming out of that signal. Mm -hmm. You can add all the trouble you want, but you're messing with 
the wrong frequency, if that yeah. makes sense. So like doing that kind of thing and saying, hey, this is okay. Um, because I think we, I mean, we do this all the time, right? I'm, I'm guilty of this, you're guilty of this. Like, oh, well, if it was this, this, and this, it would be so much better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not the case. I mean, definitely we're in the business of kind of taking what you have and and improving it and giving you a better platform to do what you want to do. And that's that's part of it is just our, our knowledge of doing this a million times over and over again, saying, no, no, you actually don't want this. And you this is not going to help you if you buy this or you know, can you wind me this set that's exactly like this? And actually, no, that's too high for what you're telling me. You want, you want this clean sound, and you want it to, be, you know, be 12k with 40, you know, 42 gauge or whatever. We need to take, we need to take it down to eight, and we can do a different wire gauge, and that will actually, that'll actually clean up your signal. And then you can use the amp that you're about to sell because you're so mad about it being muddy. You yeah. Know? And so we've, I mean, honestly, there's been a handful of. Um, and this is not like tooting our own horn, but there's been a handful of people that have literally kept entire rigs because they changed the pickups. Like, okay, now I like this pedal again, and I like this amp all of a sudden, and that's cool for us, right? Because you can spend a couple hundred bucks with us and maybe save yourself some some hassle <laughs> down yeah. the road. But I guess uh, before we get to the end here, um, just one final point. Really want to encourage people that are listening, do not let the numbers influence you. The number of the resistance number. Um, it's I don't want to say it's meaningless, but it has very little impact on what you're actually going to get. Mm-hmm. So if you see something that, oh, this is you know really really low, or this is really high, or or I can't play a pickup like this, don't don't automatically discount it because there are some other factors like we mentioned before that are that are in play. So don't be afraid. Again, I think we've been saying this for the in various ways over the last couple episodes, but just don't be afraid to experiment. Um, like you mentioned pickup heights earlier, but but there's a lot of sounds in there. There's a lot of things that you can get out of a pickup that um, if you let that number scare you off, you're missing out in some cases. Yeah, and it, you know, and maybe a helpful way to look at it is to just think about it like uh, you know sports fields and how they're all fields where sports are played, but there's just a different kind of game and maybe the resistance reading will just tell you maybe what kind of field it is that you're going to be hanging out with, whether it's the the baseball diamond or the, you know, the soccer field or the football, whatever, football field fields. So, <laughs> you know, it it's just kind of a useful thing to help you maybe decide where to even start looking because in this world of choices, it's very harrowing just trying to find it any sort of information and the the information on the forums will you're like okay now I want this but now I want that but this has this and that says that <laughs> so and you know I guess that's also a good segue into our pickup chooser and if you really just want to answer or have some questions answered of your own or even on more of these topics or any of other kind of pickup questions that you might have the valuable thing about the pickup chooser is that there is kind of a zone for context and you can show us your guitar and your rig. And, you know, sometimes it's the most overlooked things that kind of yield kind of a weird tone. And, uh, you know, all your guitars are going to sound bassy if you, you know, don't realize that your bass knob is turned all the way up. So it sometimes you have to just kind of take a little magnifying glass through your signal chain and, and the pickup chooser is 
our way of kind of doing that. And you know, no matter where you are, we can email you and um, you know provide you with some information and just be in touch about what we can do for you. And you know, I just have we've seen definitely an overwhelming response to those and a lot of people to to reach out to. And I really appreciate all you that have taken the time to fill out the form and your patience. So that's super great. I really appreciate all the conversations that I've had and, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the ones that I do deal with, I really try and make an effort to, uh, you know, showcase our, our lineup and just make you happy with your sound. So, you know, at uh, porterpickups.com, you'll see a link for the pickup chooser and you'll see it in all the right places, all the social medias and stuff like that. So thanks for tuning in to Tonecast number 95 and we'll see you on the next one.